Well, there's only one way to start this podcast. A very Merry Christmas. And I hope you woke up with plenty of presents and cheer in your hearts and a good appetite for Christmas dinner. It's always my favourite part of Christmas, is the food. There is plenty of it and plenty of leftovers. Who doesn't like a turkey sandwich later on through the day? And this is the time of year when you're basically, I suppose you're allowed to sit down, relax and take a little bit of time to yourself. And one thing you've got to do is turn that phone off because no doubt you'll get a call out, someone will ring up and they'll give you an offer that's basically too good to miss. Trust me, it happens. People have everything running, every single thing, air fryers and tumble dryers, the lot. They'll have everything on in the kitchen at Christmas. And this is when they realise, oh yeah, or maybe should have um, went for that more expensive quote or I should have got it done properly by an electrician. I did need the work done. He recommended me to get a new circuit put in for my oven, but I just wanted to plug it in. And when it goes pop, that's when they'll realise that, yeah, they should have got it done. And let's be honest, it's normally a family member or a family friend. They'll put it on you and say, all right, Ben, how you doing? Yeah, they'll, they'll play on your heartstrings. It is Christmas. And can you please come round to sort it out? Like you can just perform magic sometimes. But you are the hero of the day and it is Christmas. So an extra 500 quid for that day is not going to go miss, is it? Toolbox talks for electricians, helping electricians reduce stress, gain back time, and of course, earn more money and a very Merry Christmas. Welcome back to the last podcast of Toolbox Talks for Electricians for 2023. Christmas Day one, it's just fell on a Monday. And obviously we will be back in 2024, which falls on January the 1st as well. Don't worry, I'll be there. And this is the time of the year when basically you want to sit back, you want to have a few beers maybe in the day like you don't normally do, or you want to have a good munch where you can sit down, watch a rubbish Christmas film, maybe have a little snooze, like they have a little siesta in Spain in the lunchtime, I've worked in Spain where they sometimes, they they go and crawl up on the side of the scaffold and have a little sleep. This is the time when us British, we go and have a little sleep in the middle of the day because we're in a food coma from the Christmas dinner. And anybody who is at work should be on double bubble. Or even triple bubble sometimes if you're working in a restaurant because some of these restaurants, if you go out there, they charge you a fortune to eat dinner for Christmas dinner. So they should be paying their staff double bubble. But if you've got a good customer base and you've been running a business for a little while, you can almost guarantee that someone's going to give you a call that day. Because even if you've never done work for this person, they're going to be ringing around, you know, electrician, you know, electrician. Someone will say, yes, I know a fantastic electrician can have his number so they'll call you up they don't care christmas day my oven's gone off my sockets have gone off my lights don't work sometimes the lights don't work so what get a candle it's fine you'll be right to the next day or maybe a week later because it's christmas day man everyone's chilling out and doing nothing but if the sockets have gone off and the ov- the ovens the ovens have gone off this is what people hate they can't cook what they're gonna do you can't get a takeaway domino's pizza on christmas day might be a good idea. I wouldn't mind that, to be honest. But a lot of people don't want to do a takeaway on Christmas Day. Or you get your comeuppance and someone will phone you up. Someone that you did a quote for a long time ago when they had a new kitchen put in and you said, yes, you need to have a new circuit because all the appliances that are going in, they, they're going to draw a lot of power. Your kettle, your toaster, your microwave, your air fryer these days that everyone plugs in. And they didn't go for it because you said to them, 
you need to upgrade the fuse board as well, I'm afraid. And they thought, hang about, that's an extra five, six hundred quid, so I ain't doing that. But they got another electrician down the road that said, I can do it. I can spur everything off that one socket. Great, okay, do it. And they did it for maybe a couple of hundred quid. This is where them customers maybe call you up and go, yeah, it doesn't work. Can you please come out and fix it? Because we've got to do Christmas dinner. And yeah, it's a palaver, but it's happened and it does it. It does happen to a lot of people. And so you try, you would try and fix it in a way sort of thing. I suppose you try and help out or basically the best thing that I know to do. So if you do get called out, because I'm quite, I'm quite nice, I'm quite heart-stringed. If someone puts it on me and says, my children will be hungry all day, we have no electricity, we'll be freezing cold in our house, even if it's snowing sometimes or something, they might go, it's cold outside and we can't even have our Christmas lights on to um, open our presents. It pulls on your heartstrings a bit and I'm a sucker for that sort of thing. I'll fall for it and I'll go around there. So the one way you can guarantee that you ain't going out your house on Christmas Day, wake up. Have a beer, grab yourself a Baileys, have a couple of drinks. You might pass out a few hours later, have a little snooze, but just have a drink. And then you can actually say to them, I'm sorry, I can't leave my house, I've had a drink. And there's no chance you're going to go out drink driving on Christmas Day for for any amount of money. And even if you've had a drink, you can't go a bit arsy with them and say, look, man, you should have just had me to do the work. This is what electricians do. They do the work to work at full capacity. If you think about what you've got in that kitchen, like when an electrician goes around to a kitchen to maybe install it, you say, right, what are you going to be running? What are you going to be plugging in? Because in an office, yeah, you're going to be plugging in computers. I assume one radial circuit, four mil radial circuit, will be fine for computers. But if you say it's a kitchen, hang about, you want to separate the hob, you want to separate the oven, you want to separate all these items because there's going to be running a lot of juice, especially on a day like Christmas Day when you're going to have everything running at full capacity, especially if you've got a six, six berth hob and you're going to be running every single one. Some of them ones have one in the middle as well, like for a walk. So they're going to be running that at full capacity. So you're not going to be able to run one radial circuit to that kitchen. So it's sort of that bittersweet where you go, hmm, told you so, should have got me to do it. Yeah, don't do that. That's a bit of an asshole thing to do. But the thing is, you've got to think already, it's pretty much of a cheek, maybe, for someone to phone you up Christmas Day and expect you to come out. Do you do call-outs? If you say, no, I'm afraid I don't. Well, they've got to spend their time ringing around for another call out and more than likely pay a fortune to somebody else anyway. And I've done it before where you have got called out and they say, oh, how much is that? Well, you say like 200 quid. Like, oh, that's expensive. It's Christmas bleeding day, love. I don't want to be it and I don't do call outs. This is the thing. If you don't really do call outs, but you, you get pulled on your heartstrings to help someone out, you've got to make it worth your while. It's not worth going out to a call-out on Christmas Day for less than, I'd say, a couple of hundred quid. Or I'd say sometimes £500. Because you've got to think as well. You're getting pulled away from your family too. This is the time with your family, especially if you've got young kids. It's the best time in the world where your kids get all excited, ripping all their presents to bits. I love used to watching that. Now it's just like, right, what have I got? There we go, put my new jumper on, going out, sit back on their phones. But... When they were younger, they got all excited and they're all playing with your toys. You put together the Lego with the kids or, I don't know, it's just the cool things when they're younger. It's really, really exciting. But some people, they do think that a tradesman, maybe a plumber, electrician or a carpenter, they, they sit there maybe with their phone. They're sitting in their house, just sitting in the cupboard maybe in the pitch black, waiting for the phone to ring and wait, waiting for a job to come in. Well, I've got a little surprise to a lot of people there. 
this doesn't happen. No one that is busy, no one that is any good at their job sits and waits for the phone to ring. It's a, it's annoying, if anything. We hate the phone ring. I hate it when I'm halfway up a ladder and the phone rings, and it rings three or four times. You think, well, either it's a call out and you're desperate, or leave a message, mate. Don't keep ring, ring, ringing. I've got it. You've rung the right number. You probably listened to my answer machine. You just can't bother to leave a message. Leave a message. I'll get back to you. I'm a busy man. But I have actually done one call out on a Christmas day. This was years ago when I was going through a court with my daughter. And when you don't see your kids on Christmas day, because for other reasons you go through court, then you don't really feel like celebrating Christmas. You think, scrap that. I'm just going to watch a few bits of TV and chill out and do nothing. I'm going to ignore Christmas. I'm going to wait until I see my kids or see my daughter and I'm going to have a fantastic Christmas then. But so I wasn't really doing anything. So I got up in the morning, just like I normally do, normal, any old morning, but the phone goes, 10 o'clock. And I thought, hey, I know this guy, like I see, he might be wishing me Merry Christmas, something like that. So I thought I'd answer the phone because I wasn't really doing anything. Because normally you're preparing dinner in the morning for Christmas dinner and stuff like that. But I wasn't really doing anything. I was just faffing around the house, probably about to take the dog out for a walk. So I answered the phone. Big mistake. And to be honest, they said straight away, look, I don't expect you to come round because I know it's Christmas Day, but have you got any advice what I can do? Half my kitchen's gone off. I'm like, uh, well, no. Like, you can't talk someone through fixing an electrical fault because can you try this? Can you try that? Is it tripping? You could maybe talk to someone if they can leave a circuit off, like with the RCD, if you've got... Um, a dual RCD board, you can talk them through that maybe on FaceTime, but you don't want anyone ripping sockets off or something because what if you're on a phone call to them and they say, right, yeah, I'm doing this, doing that. Like, did you double check it's off? Did you confirm it's off with a tester? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it wasn't. And then they popped and they're flipping, get electric shot wires on. You, you feel bad. You, I can't do it. I've done it so many times where people with lights, it's always when they take their landing light down. Took a light down, Ben, and it won't won't work anymore. It stays on. So they do your FaceTime, and they say, what what goes where? Every house is different. I don't understand. Like, it's so hard. And I say, look, just leave it. Turn it off at the breaker, and I'll pop round later on tomorrow or something like that. Just don't freaking touch it. I, try, I hate trying to talk to people over the phone how to do my job. Because it might be good at my job, but I can't explain it very well over FaceTime, especially if they're doing it bleeding live. So on this occasion, I did decide to say, look, mate, I ain't up to much. Long story. I'll pop round. I've got a bit of time. Jump in the van while I set a dog out and I'll, um, I'll come pop in, see if I can have a look myself with my kit and to make sure that it works properly, like do a proper job rather than having to tell you over the phone. Yep, yeah, nice one, Ben. Fantastic. Come round. So I'll pop round all in Christmas spirits, family and that. But obviously nothing was on in the kitchen. Well, it turns out previously, maybe they bought the house two or three years ago, the ring main when they changed the board had been split but they'd split it basically there was one socket in the living room for the lamp and then the rest of the so i don't know why they split it in the living room so they had one socket on one 16 amp breaker and the other 16 amp breaker had the whole kitchen on it basically all the every single socket which was a tumble dryer the washing machine it was the air fryer and the microwave everything they had in that kitchen was on a 16 amp breaker yeah, it wasn't convenient. It didn't It didn't work. It kept tripping off. And once it got hot, it tripped off a lot more sooner. So they would just keep switching it on, switching it on, switching it on. Don't freaking keep switching it on because you just heat, heat, heating the cable up. It's like a heater. Keep going. So I had to figure out what to do here. 
and it was Christmas Day, so I wasn't going to start getting drums of cable out and running new circuits and even trying to repair, put that back on a 32-amp fuse, something like that, because I don't know why they'd, they'd split it, the ring, to start with. So what I did, I just connected it back in that one socket that I had, so it carried on with the ring main, tested it. Yes, it was a ring. It was all right. I don't know why they'd split it to start with. And then basically split it in the kitchen, in the middle. So there was half the sockets on a 16 and the other half on another 16. So in effect, it was a bit more, it was better. They had more load to spare and more load on, on each circuit rather than just one on a 16 breaker. So it did save the day. I said later on, probably needs a bit more investigation to make sure that I want to know, I basically wanted to know why it was split. So that was another job later on. But... I didn't want to say to him, right, mate, this is this is going to be so much for you to call me out on Christmas Day. So I said, look, mate, we'll sort it out after Christmas. He was a good guy. I've done a lot of work for the guy in the past. So he was a good bloke. And I said, look, we'll sort it out after Christmas. But he bunged me 500 quid. And I thought, flipping doodles, that is, that is all right. So basically, I put it in the present fund for my daughter. And this is the only time, really, that I did crush and go out on Christmas Day. I don't don't want to go out on Christmas Day these days. Christmas Day is all about me and the family and munching food, basically. This is what we do Christmas Day. Have a few drinks in the morning. Why are you putting the turkey in? And you just mosey on around all day. Get time to... Your kids don't want to go out because all their, their friends are with their family as well. To my kids who are a little bit older now. So you get to talk to them, speak to them for a bit. Maybe have a game of Monopoly. Maybe not Monopoly in our house. I always win. And everyone thinks I cheat. I don't... I don't cheat. I don't cheat. I'm just good at... Monopoly, but will that happen this year? I'm not sure yet. But this just proves if you're willing to go out on one of the most well, this is it's the biggest holiday of the whole wide world. Everyone's doing the same thing. But if you're prepared to go out and work that day, people will pay you a good amount of money to save the day. You can become the hero electrician. But talking about call outs, there was another call out I've got. This wasn't a Christmas, but I always remember it. It was a fantastic touch. It was four in the morning. I got a call. And I don't even know why they to this day why I answered it, but I answered the call, and it was someone with a post office. I'd done work for him previously before in his private premises in his, his domestic house. And he said, look, my post office, it's been ram-raided. Basically, a red Astra had been stolen, ram-raided into the front of the shop, and they'd also got a stolen disc grinder, a uh, disc cutter, which had broke into the cash machine. Well, there was only 700 quid in that cash machine. And I think the car and the disc grinder were probably got more than that on a car boot sale. But they basically smashed the place up. And he phoned me up and said, there's wires hanging everywhere. No one could do anything because they're scared of getting an electric shock. So I was like, right, okay. I weren't sure how much I was going to charge or anything. But it was a nice guy when I worked at his house. So I thought, right, yeah, I'll, I'll nip over. It will look after me. So... I went over and thought, right, going to get all my kit out, got my bag and see what's going on with the steps and that. Right there, it is. That's that's the electric cable hanging down. It was it was for the alarm. It was the alarm on the door. Basically, the alarm was going off. So all I had to do is um, just disconnect that door contact really back at the the alarm panel, and then reset it, and it all worked. That was a bit of a touch because he said, Ben, it's insurance. Put in whatever you want. So I thought, what? I don't really know. I've never really do call-outs. I got paid about two grand, over two grand for that job. That was from four in the morning. I was probably there till about eight, nine o'clock. 
two grand for a morning's work. That is a touch. That was a few years ago now, but I always remember that because that was a good day to be an electrician. And there are electricians out there who make a business of basically being on call 24-7. I did a Google search. There's 24-7 electricians that will come out whatever. I suppose they're going to charge an arm and a leg, maybe. But fair play, man. They're getting called up in the middle of the night, maybe, for an electrical fault or maybe a fire that's happened to disconnect to, to stop the fire. I don't know. The fire brigade might need an electrician that calls out. But they make a business from it. And they do get paid really well especially when it goes through the insurance. Because I used to do a lot of work for an insurance company. Or it was for a builder, so I was subbing to the builders that did the insurance work. It was like bathrooms or kitchens that maybe had a leak and you take a take the, the light down, then plaster it and put it back up. It was, it was easy. It was nice, simple work. But they never, ever moaned about the price. Never. They just paid it, done and dusted. But all they, all they needed was a certificate and an invoice all documented. They wanted the paperwork. That wasn't a problem. I gave that anyway. So they made a good amount of money from insurance jobs. So if you ever think, right, I need a new car or a new van, stick your ass on call as an electrician for six months, 24 hours. You could earn some good money, especially enough to buy yourself a new van, like 20 grand or so if you do a call-out charge, especially if it's 500 pounds, you're getting quite busy. You get known as that call-out person and everyone's calling you. People will pay anything for convenience. If you think about it, someone's got a business and if their business closes, maybe it's a restaurant, they're going to lose a lot of money that day if the lights don't work because of health and safety and they might get sued if no one's got any lights and they trip over. It might, or if their ovens are not on. If they've got gas ovens and maybe they've got electric igniter, they can't ignite it. They've got no electric because the smoke alarms work off electric and it's a health and safety hazard. They've got to have it on. They've got to have the electric onto that place. They'll pay anything for you to fix it. So this is where the electricians call outs. Well, they can make a fortune. You will, however, be a bit of a dab hand at fault finding. I think fault finding's fun, man. I like it. I'll enjoy a challenge sometimes if you want to find out what's wrong with this. But I do recommend a lot of the time this is what I do. Well, most of the time, really. If I, I spend an hour or so looking for that fault, if I can't find it, I'll rewire it. If it's got to be a mini trunking for the time being or anything like that, I'll re- rewire that circuit because you can't spend all day. Sometimes you've got to weigh it up. How long is it going to take you? to find that fault, if it's six or seven hours, that work out the hours and say, right, how long is it going to take me to rewire it? Sometimes it's easy just to rewire it. Then you can walk away thinking, right, I found the fault, it's spot on. Like, it works now, because sometimes with faults as well, they're intermittent. Maybe if it's a mouse that's chewed through a cable in a roof void or a loft, then when it cools back down again, it goes back fine. And there is a high IR reading or resistance but you can't find it. And you think, I can't turn it back on because I go down the road and turn the lights on and it'll just go off again. So the best bet is just to rewire it. That bit of cable, whatever, whatever's got the fault on it, just rewire it. It's easier sometimes. But I wouldn't say being a call-out electrician is sort of a fun job to do. Yeah, you get paid well. That's the bonus side of it. But when you turn up, people assume that, yes, it's all fixed now. It's brilliant. It's going to work fantastic. Just because you turned up, you've got to find the fault, yeah? What if... Like you say, the, it's ended up, it's the, it, like I hate it when I've turned up before and people go, yep, I've got a fault, can you sort it out? It, yeah, unplugged your kettle, it's tripping the fuse. It's that kettle you've got, it's knackered. Oh, well that was easy. Yeah, it's still going to cost you 250 quid for me to come here at four o'clock in the morning in your restaurant or something like that. People get 
it's, you have to argue maybe with your money a little bit more sometimes or they'd sit there watching you. How long is it going to be? How long is it going to be to well, I'm back on again? How long is a bit of string, mate? Sometimes I don't know. So it's not the most enjoyable job to do as a call-out electrician, I would have thought, but it pays well and that's the main thing why we do it. So while you're sitting there, no doubt this is another idea, like to earn a good bit of money. Be a call-out electrician in 2024. That could be an idea. Sorry, it is an idea. It's a good idea as well, I think. So the next time that you will be hearing from me will be next year. So all I can say is I will see you next year in 2024. But don't worry, it's not that far away. So have a fantastic Christmas, plenty of beers, plenty of food, and I'll see you again on the next one. And whilst I got you here, I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who's tuned in to Toolbox Talks for Electricians over 2023. Without you, I don't know if I bother carrying on, to be honest, if no one's listening, what's the point? But everyone that's reached out, I've talked to, all the electricians that are training, all the electricians that gave me tips, all the electricians that have came on to the podcast for an interview, which there will be more of in 2024. I want to give you a massive thank you. And I do really, really appreciate it. So till next time, I'll see you again. And was anyone wondering in this podcast, what, what's, what's in the presents? Well, it's Christmas Day, so let's find out.